kings, queens, and everyone in between. You are tuned in to BFF.FM, and welcome to the Hardcore Heaven Radio Power Hours. I am your host, DJ Nev808. This is a hybrid talk and music show where each episode has a new guest to discuss the world of electronic music and play you guys some tunes. This week's episode, we are going to sit down with the one and only Disc No Girl to talk about how they got started as a DJ, some of their favorite music, and play a game of overrated or underrated. For the second hour, we are going to be moving to the decks. Sorry, excuse me. <laughs> For the second hour, we're going to be moving to the decks. We will be getting an exclusive mix from our guests, so make sure to stay tuned for that. Without further ado, we are going to start today's episode with two songs to set the mood. Our guest today said that if these two songs had a baby, it would make them. So let's keep that in mind as we listen. Thank you so much for tuning in. And right after these songs, we're going to get right into the interview. You guys are tuned in to BFF.FM. Best frequencies forever. Everybody will be dancing and be feeling it right. Everybody will be dancing and we're feeling it right. Everybody will be dancing and we're feeling it right. Everybody will be dancing and be feeling it right. Everybody will be dancing and we're feeling it right. Everybody will be dancing and we're feeling it right. Everybody will be dancing and be feeling it right. Everybody will be dancing and we're feeling it right. Everybody will be dancing and we're feeling it right. Everybody will be dancing and we're feeling it right. Everybody will be dancing and be feeling it right. Everybody will be dancing and we're feeling it right. Everybody will be dancing and we're feeling it right. Everybody will be dancing and we're feeling it right. Everybody will be dancing and be feeling it right. Everybody will be dancing and we're feeling it right. Everybody will be dancing and we're feeling it right. Everybody will be dancing and we're feeling it right. Everybody will be dancing and be feeling it right. Everybody will be dancing and we're feeling it right. Everybody will be dancing and we're feeling it right. Everybody will be dancing and we're feeling it right. Thank you. 
there was one particular girl that stood out from the rest. Poison ass can be with a hot power chest. Michael Bigger said, and I'm running the show. Bell, Biff DeVoe. <laughs> now you know. Yo, slick, blow. It's driving me. Let's just let's just get into it. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm pretty good. Thank you for asking. You know, most people don't actually ask that back. Oh. That's very kind. How was your day? It's been good. I feel like that's weird that no one asked that back. I feel like I always ask that back. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I might be wrong, but I feel like most. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, well, like I feel like most people, um, you know, kind of obviously there's like a dynamic here of interviewer and interviewee. Um, so most people just kind of go right into it. Have you ever been interviewed before? Um, not like this. I've been on a radio show before and I've talked about stuff that I do, but not like, uh, not like this. Oh no. yeah. It's pretty easy. Oh, cool. I'm nervous. So. <laughs> you, I mean, I like, I get it. I, I mean, shit, I'm just nervous too, honestly, like I am every time I do this, but it's pretty easy. We're just going to talk. Um, to get started quick little introduction just give us like your name your dj name your real name your pronouns where you're from what you do kind of whatever you want to include in your little intro to let the audience know who we're talking to today okay um my name is kenny uh i dj by the name Discno girl uh, my pronouns are he they i'm a taurus <laughs> i'm 25 my favorite color is peach um yeah yeah that's enough that's, that's that was a lovely start. introduction um so to get things started i think we're gonna kind of do this chronologically go back in time a little bit oh, and shit. talk <laughs> you good <laughs> yeah no that okay. sounds good yeah I'm um just bracing myself oh <laughs> <laughs> it'll be fine it'll be pain-free i promise uh, okay cool <laughs> yeah so we'll just talk a little bit about like your musical background and how you got introduced to dance music so growing up a young Kenny mm -hmm. did you play any instruments were you like in school band would you say that you had a musical upbringing um, or I would say probably absolutely not I feel like all of my friends were like in band or like in chorus or like like to sing or like like to play the guitar and I just sort of like to be there with them while they did that but I don't really think I ever wanted to do that myself yeah that's funny I can scary. actually hella relate to that i had like my two best friends in high school one went to um the berkeley college of music for jazz piano he was like a jazz piano prodigy which was just crazy we'd be just like hanging out at the house and he would like bust out like a jazz improvisation and then my other friend went to like music college for um 
guitar, but I never played any instruments as a young person. Mm. Um, what music were you listening to as a kid? If we went to like a young Kenny, uh, like pre-high school Kenny, what, what would be on your iPod? What were some big musical phases Probably like a lot of like Warped Tour stuff. I really liked pop punk and like post-hardcore. I liked Paramore. I liked uh, Pierce the Veil, Sleeping with Sirens, that type of girly pop punk mm -hmm. stuff. Do you think that all that pop punk, pop punk that you listened to back in the day, do you feel like that still has an influence on your like musical and aesthetic stuff you got going on now? Or do you uh, think that's kind of left in I the past? I would say probably not. I feel like I have a whole bunch of like really useless information on bands that were like popular between like <laughs> 2008 to like 2012 for like no reason. Like I don't know why I know all of the words to every Forever the Sickest Kid song. And <laughs> like I have no idea how to apply that information to anything that I do in life. But I mean it's good. I, it's yeah. good to have. It's floating fun. around in there. It was fun. Yeah. It was fun to be a kid. When did uh when did you first get introduced to dance music? Um, I mean, I feel like I kind of always knew about like house and techno and stuff like that as like a thing, but um, I don't know. I would say probably like dance, dance music. Probably when I moved here, I've been here for almost about four years, so probably like about three and a half years ago, I started like going to actually like raves and shows and like going out to like listen to dance music instead of just like passively listening to it i guess yeah when you first moved to the bay what kind of music were you getting into what kind um, of shows were you going to well i started djing around the same time but when i started djing i wanted to only do like trap and like rap music but i would i don't know just go to shows and it was like a lot of like techno like a lot of like nightcore a lot of just like silly fun stuff i feel like um nothing really like serious i feel like i listen to more like serious music like in the club now like house and like jungle and like drum and bass and like other stuff that i wasn't really exposed to growing up at all yeah just, yeah but I feel when like i first moved here i feel like it was like different like more fun stuff yeah i feel like out. you still get I mean, obviously, you can kind of get a little bit of anything, to, like, depending on where you look. But I feel like we get a lot of that out here. Like, silly music is a good way to put it. I don't like listening to some of the stuff that I've heard you do live and listening to some stuff on your SoundCloud. I feel like I could definitely hear the hear the silliness. Mm -hmm. um, I love if, to be silly. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would say I do, too. So you said you started DJing around the same time that you came here and started going to shows. Mm -hmm. What was the thought process behind starting to DJ. Why um, did you want to become a DJ? I like using the aux cord in my friend's car and that's basically a way that I can do that all the time at parties and be involved but not have to dance or talk to anyone really, which I like. Because I like being at the party. I don't always have the social battery to be at the party though, you know? Yeah. I feel like DJing, I always feel like included. Yeah, totally. I could, I can actually relate to that a lot. That's like when you first started DJing, do you remember if you can just kind of talk about the process of that? You said back then you were trying to be like a trap and hip hop DJ. Mm -hmm. How did you like come across your first piece of DJ gear? Did you teach yourself? Did you have DJs around you in like a friend group or social group that helped you do that? 
what was that process like um i had a friend that was a dj that i first met like around like around when i moved here and they started to show me some stuff and then like one day i just got like a board on like ebay and um do you remember what it was uh it was probably like a pioneer like sb2 nice something like that and then like serato um yeah i just like downloaded like rap songs and like music that i was listening to and started practicing once i like once they had showed me enough to get from like one song to like another song like that type of thing Mm -hmm. and yeah i always find that so hard i've had some friends that i've tried to teach how to dj and i feel like teaching someone who knows nothing about djing can be so frustrating because it's like so it's like you don't speak the same language or it's like i don't know that's that's not important but yeah no um, i and i definitely get that um i mean i feel like it's different for everyone it also depends on like not even how much you know about djing but just like how much you know about music in general yeah totally and it's so dependent on um the type of music that you're djing Mm -hmm. because the how you dj is obviously super dependent on what you're djing and so at least for me if i'm doing because i'll do like top 40 nights and pop music at a bar you know if i like need the money and stuff and so that is mm-hmm. literally just like 80 percent of it is kind of like got a song play 90 percent of it echo it out play yeah. this like dua lipa song everyone loves it <laughs> life's great um, exactly yeah. and then you know if you're doing like techno or house or whatever you can do these really long intricate blends you got to talk about like eqing and this and that mm-hmm. um so you started off just djing hip-hop and trap music but obviously anyone who's familiar with you dj now you've come i don't know i don't know if i want to say you've come like a long way <laughs> but obviously you've, it's changed the music that you play yeah. is different i would say it's probably a long way not necessarily in like levels of greatness but just like the um spectrum in which i've like gotten comfortable playing i don't know why i chose trap and rap music as the first thing to start uh djing because now that i know how to play other stuff early so that's the most difficult thing it's hard (laughs) well you have to learn like turntablism yeah and also phrasing is really really important it's like 90 percent of the game yeah if you're doing that i mean you don't really need to do anything if you have the phrasing right exactly like i said literally just echo it out Mm -hmm. hips don't lie by shakira (laughs) (laughs) it works every single time yeah (laughs) um what was so how long were you a hip-hop trap dj and then what was that process like um getting into dance music probably dance music first two years oh wow so that i was here um but i wasn't playing very many shows and also like covid and quarantine stuff happened and when i was playing it was like at kind of like dingy bars and stuff so they really only wanted to hear like trap and hip-hop anyway or like also like top 40 but like i didn't really have like i didn't really want to play that shit so i mostly just was like yeah it's kind of soul-sucking rap and stuff (laughs) i got into it for a little bit and it's like there's certainly something to be said about playing music that people really want to hear like whether you like it or not you know mm-hmm. like i would rather like i said play some like dua lipa to a crowd that loves it and every word than like go to that same bar and play my like deep cuts and let mm-hmm. my like breaks and shit and they're mm-hmm. all just like who the fuck is this kid um but no it's um i did like a, to- a weekly top 40s night for a while and i've stopped recently because it gets soul sucking yeah <laughs> um so how was your process i know at least for me i started djing over quarantine 
and then I kind of had like a year plus to myself to like learn my skills and whatnot. And then when things started opening up, I was like, all right, it's time mm-hmm. to like start booking gigs and doing all that. What was your process like from going? Because I know this is something that's hard for a lot of people and really daunting when you're just learning to DJ, but going from a bedroom DJ to a DJ that's booking gigs. Um, so there was one like secret kind of renegade thing around October of 2020 when people really shouldn't have been outside and I know I shouldn't have been outside either but I got booked to play that and I went out and I played and I feel like I got confident in front of playing in front of people again even though it still wasn't really great and I also had a panic attack after I played and I like left like immediately after I feel like I didn't get to stay and see anyone else play but I don't know I feel like if I didn't do that I don't know how I would have gotten back into it but I don't know it was also just like I was going to a lot of shows right before it happened so I had like friends and stuff that were like trying to book stuff like as soon as possible like yeah, as soon so it as was, it could happen again yeah. yeah it was kind of a process of going to shows and integrating yourself into the scene and then through people you met through yeah. that yeah which yeah. is how it goes and like any I don't know I feel silly giving advice but like anyone who is listening and like does want to book shows I know that was just such a huge thing for me I played for like two years before I ever um started playing out because I just didn't really know how and also I lived in Santa Cruz which has a Mm -hmm. much smaller scene Um, but just like going to shows and like talking to DJs being like hey what's up that was sick let me follow you on Instagram and then like showing up at shows again and just like being a familiar face yeah. is like the most important stuff and also and really... just having a conversation with the person who's are you like and seeing if like i mean like it's one thing to like like someone set it's another thing to be able to have like an actual conversation with them so even just like saying anything to them and seeing whether or not you vibe i feel like could be really helpful even if it doesn't go well and it doesn't provide the connection that you hope that it's going to it's still always like good to try yeah you got you got to start somewhere mm-hmm. do you remember so I'm trying to, like, piece this timeline together. So the the October 2020 show, Renegade, mm-hmm. happened. But you said you were getting back into it. So had you done, like, performances? Was that before that or pre-quarantine? Um, were you doing, like, the dingy the dingy bar gigs? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, but not, not like, super frequently at all. Maybe, like, once every, like, three or four months. Like, I played maybe, like... Because I was only here for, like, one whole year before that started. I played maybe, like four or five shows uh-huh. the whole year and they're always like just like really random like bar gigs and stuff like that yeah do you remember how like your first ever show went at all just like any details how you were feeling how mm. it went super funny anecdotes um actually i think i played with my my friend raheem for the first time i played it was at um seventh west in oakland and i just remember being really nervous but um i don't know because i was playing with someone else it didn't really feel like it was like my first time doing it before because we had like practice and like stuff anyway so i don't know i didn't really have like the feeling of like oh this is my first time i'm ever doing this mm-hmm. it's just sort of yeah mm. i hope that answered no no totally <laughs> no 100 percent. that was cool. that was a great answer what was some of the motivating factors from transitioning away from trap and hip-hop into dance music? 
Um, it's just what my friends were listening to and my friends that were DJs were playing. Like, um, uh, my friend Lonnie, who I'm in Strap to Strap with, uh, she would play, like, a lot of, like, electro and, like, techno and, like, well, not really, like, techno, but just, like, house and, like, just, like, dance music that I, myself, would never play. And then we just started mixing together and, like, hanging out and... I don't know. I think it just sort of happened through, like, my friends totally. playing it, listening to it. Yeah, so that, that brings us up to speed a little bit into, like, where we are now. So, in your current form as a DJ, where do you gather your influence? Mm. Do you think, like, it comes more from, like, your local contemporaries around you and what's happening in the scene? Or do you feel like you draw a lot of inspiration from maybe bigger artists or people that you follow online I would a say, little bit of both i would say definitely probably about half people around me people that are out playing music and playing like their own music and playing like their friends music and the other half fully from just like soundcloud and digging on soundcloud and finding one song that i like on soundcloud and making like a station out of that song and then finding like another one and like doing it again and just like digging and finding like names that i recognize over and over again and then going in and like looking at their whole like everything that they have out like their discography yeah and yeah do you want to like name drop anyone you're listening to oh through like you think is like driving i mean whatever or it also (laughs) could be like local people in the scene that you feel like you know you're taking influence with or driving driving your sound okay and take all the time that you need (laughs) like i can like edit silence out if you need to look at your phone Okay, so for SoundCloud people, I would say Amadizi. Oh, I love Amadizi. Um, DJ Swisha, Kush Jones, River Moon, and or Saint Deep Throat. I'm not sure which one that they go by. They're hella good. Um, Ace Manual, also really good. So for SoundCloud people, I would say that. For local DJs, I mean, obviously, probably Bastion Goat, Board Lord, Bastion Goat, Board Lord, for sure. Uh, that's fair. That's a good amount of, that's a good amount okay, of people. Okay, cool. I was going to say, yeah. also, the my friends who I DJ with that I'm in the collective with also are very much big influences on me, which would be Lionel J Bands and DJ Buck and Quetzal. Who I love very much. Yeah, totally. Would you, you name dropped a lot of names. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's up to you to pick one, but would you want to spin a track or two from any of those artists? Maybe um, a specific song you've been listening to recently? I would say probably Bastion Goat because not only do I play his songs out, I feel like every one of my friends always plays his songs out. Yeah, do you have a specific song? Um, there's a song called Workin'. Working by Bastion Goat by Bash on Goat. SoundCloud. I think it's only on SoundCloud. I think that's my favorite one. Cool. I'm pulling it up right now. Cool. She ain't got no job, but she know she gon' twerk. Work it, 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 work it
she got twerk. She ain't got no job, but she know she got twerk. sick thank you or thank julian yeah <laughs> thank the bastion goat bastion goat <laughs> bastion, ba- bastion. <laughs> i'm sorry julian i don't know how to say your name bastion goat sounds <laughs> good 
Bastion sounds like Sebastian. Uh-huh. And I know his name is Julian. And I was going to say, <laughs> I don't know what like a Bastion is, but also I don't know what a Bastion is. Like neither of them are I know what a words. is. I do. So I, I get Same. that part. Yeah. yeah. That, we have no troubles with that part of the name. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you want to maybe just like get one more song in there? Do you have someone, a song maybe from someone who's not local? You want to play? Mm. I do. I will need one second. Yeah, take your time. Also, if you... Do you think you can answer a question and look at your phone? Yeah. I guess just like out of personal curiosity, what would you um, call that song like genre-wise? It kind of sounds like juke to me, and I feel like I play a lot of juke, but maybe I might be wrong. I'm also really not great at genre defining it could be uh-huh. i don't know could be a lot of different stuff i want to say juke so i'm gonna say juke juke is good i definitely don't have a better answer i would than like juke. to think that i play a lot of juke, <laughs> but i really I, I don't know yeah totally how would you def- i guess this, this is like a big question okay um i want to think about how i want to phrase it okay. but how would you characterize a disc no girl set or a sound like what genres do you think that you gravitate towards what do you play like how would you define your sound i would say it really depends on the setting because i could play like a cute daytime party i could play like in a dark sweaty club i could play in the woods at like 4 a.m so i would say it really depends um let's go with um, woods at 4 a.m. Woods at 4 a.m. What, what is this in the girl playing in the woods at 4 a.m.? <laughs> uh, probably techno. Mm-hmm. Probably club. I don't know. Probably techno and club. Just like harder, harsher sounding uh-huh. things. The harder sounding things of what I would play. Um, if I were like in a, playing in a dark, sweaty club, though, probably a lot of like juke and club and house. And probably if it were something chill. I've only recently started to play like some jungle and drum and bass. So probably that as well as some like house and like. Do you think you have any any types of like preferences for what you like to play or what kind of party? Like if you had to pick woods club or daytime party, what do you think your favorite? And it, you know, it it doesn't have to be like overall, but maybe just like right now. Probably sweaty club. Sweaty club. Yeah tight mm-hmm. i love to play in a sweaty club i don't know do you think what to you are like the marks of a good show for you what like what what are your favorite kind of venues what to you like if you walk into a gig that you're booked for and you see like xyz you're like oh sick this is gonna be a good night versus like what are some marks of in a bad show an annoying venue Um, I'd say first thing would probably be super visible water station, place to get water. I feel like that's one of the most important things. Um, I don't know. I love that. That was cute (laughs) because my first idea was like, if they have bad equipment for me to play on, then that's so annoying. But you were like, Uh, I just want everyone to be hydrated. (laughs) I just want everyone to be hydrated. (laughs) I mean, yeah, like shitty equipment. Yeah, that's easy. I've yet to play at anywhere where I feel like the equipment is like unplayable on. So I haven't. Mm -hmm. Maybe those are just my experiences so far. Um, I would say definitely enough space to dance. 
because I've been in places where there's not enough space to do that. It's always the worst to play dance music to a crowd that's so crowded that they can't dance. Yeah. Like I did, um, I just, I did a show, I like when I was at UCSC, the school won this like contest to like have Dombrowski come out mm-hmm. and like play this bag. So I ended up opening it like this big show. I'm trying to say this without sounding like I'm bragging, but it was like a really <laughs> big, it was like a very large crowd, you know? Yeah. And it was, I was playing like disco-y chill house music because I was opening up and everyone was just like, at least for the first half of the set, like just kind of staring at me blankly because they're like literally sardined in there and I'm Aww. just like playing some, you know, like 90s disco, yeah, little dancey like stuff. stuff. Damn, and that I, sucks. I hate that too, like as on the other side of things, like when you're going out to dance or to club, I hate going to shows that get so packed where you're like shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. I definitely need like a good, a good radius, you know? I need to be able to move my arms. Yeah, I just get like hella uncomfortable in there. I don't know. Once you start worrying about like, did I drink enough water today? Can I move to where it starts to feel like unsafe? I feel like there's no point yeah. in doing it because nobody's having fun. And specifically for dance music, it's like, it's yeah. in the fucking name. Like, I want to dance. Like, if it's, Obviously, no one likes, especially me, I get, like, kind of claustrophobic. Like, I don't like a super crack hub. But if it's, like, a hip-hop concert or something, then at least you can kind of, like, jump up and down together and do <laughs> yeah. something. But it's, like, I don't want to, like, rave for three hours in a crowd where, like, I literally can't move. Like, that's yeah. just the worst. Anyway, circling back, did, it, did we find the song? Oh, yeah. Uh, it would be So Good by Amandizi, which is also on song. Beautiful. So good by Amadizi. Oh, it's off International Chrome. Yes, I it love is. that label. <laughs> uh, that's, um, what's his name? Jensen Interceptor. Yeah. I fucking love Jensen. I was I, just watching one of his. I realized he has like a shit ton of horsets. Howard, horse, you know, I, word I, I don't horror. know how to pronounce. Yeah. Horsets. I, I don't know how else would you. I was watching yesterday. <laughs> All right, yeah. Amadizi, so good. Off International Chrome, he's volume one. I've probably heard the song because I've. I'll like go through um, International Chrome's Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. I fucking love this song.
<laughs> okay, I'm okay. And we're back. And we're back. That was sick. Dude. Shout out Amadizi. And International Amadizi. Chrome. I love that label. Yeah. So I think we're gonna transition a little bit just talking about DJing, like your workflow, kind of how... You know, I've the other two interviews I've done have been with people who are primarily producers, mm-hmm. which is like sick. But I also don't produce and don't know a ton about like music theory and all that stuff and like operating DAWs. And so especially with the interview I did with Rain stuff, which was like so interesting. They're so like articulate and knowledgeable and great. But they would just be going off on all these like programs they used to like make sound design stuff. And I just literally <laughs> had like no fucking clue what they were talking have, about and had to just be like, yeah, dude, that's sick. Like, I have reverb. absolutely zero knowledge <laughs> on any kind of production. So uh-huh. I but I would love, I would that, love to please. talk like DJing. <laughs> Because I can do that. Cool. I, so <laughs> it sounds like we'll start. You talked a little bit about how you like to find stuff on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. I'd love to talk a little bit about how you find your music. Um. So, I mean, like I said earlier, it's usually just SoundCloud. I mean, like if someone I like locally, like put something out on Bandcamp, I'll listen to it. And if I like it, I'll buy it. But I don't really like do a lot of digging on Bandcamp at all. Um. Maybe like a tiny bit on YouTube. But that's also like if someone i know sends me a song and then i like make a station of the song on like youtube it's usually just like mostly still just digging on soundcloud uh-huh do you i don't know i don't want to incriminate you but do mm-hmm. you just rip stuff off soundcloud how do you get the the mp3s <laughs> um i will do everything that i can to not have to do that but i would yeah. say probably 85 percent of the time i definitely do that um, if there's a place where I can download it or if I have enough time and I can message the person and be like, can I download it? I will. Mm-hmm. But that's not always work out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just noticed because um, I do most of my, this is really embarrassing and very non, um, non-anti-capitalist of me, <laughs> but I use Spotify most of the time. Damn. Yeah. I had a guy, it's embarrassing. Um <laughs> No, I but, know a lot of DJs that do that. Yeah, I mean, Spotify. it's just, like, convenient. Mm-hmm. Um, and they got a lot of music. And Loki, like, I, I like their, um, what do you call it, interface? Mm. I don't know. I feel like their algorithm does put me onto a lot of cool stuff. But it's also very selective. Like, you almost get all new music, like, if you want to find old stuff. And then, obviously, you get, like, certain, like, types of artists, I feel like, more. You know, it's just you're not going to find, like, under that, like, much, like, underground or not popular stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I guess that, uh, that I would say one thing that I do like about digging on SoundCloud versus like Apple Music or like Spotify or something is that it'll show me just as much old stuff as it will new stuff. Like it, it'll make a playlist of stuff from like six years ago, stuff from like last week, stuff from like two months ago, like mm-hmm. all in the like the same like totally playlist. Like if it's just if it's related to the song, it's in there. It's not really like I don't know. Not yeah. pushing like newer songs to the top which i think is cool mm-hmm. and you also i feel like i could i could tell just listening to your stuff that you don't primarily use spotify like i do because you have so many fun little edits <laughs> which you're not going to get on spotify or apple music because yeah. obviously those can't be officially released which yeah. i feel like adds that's something that i lack i have like a few fun edits but those are definitely like what what is hot and popping right now mm, oh, like a little a like edit. jungle edit of like Nicki minaj or something oh yeah <laughs> that's, Any Nicki that's minaj what the people edit want <laughs> ever um okay so so you're primarily using soundcloud how do you 
prepare for shows. So let's say you got booked like a month out. What does the process for that look like? Do you prep it all? Do you kind of just have your playlist and you're pulling up with your USB and you're going to figure it out? So I guess that's like one side of the spectrum. Or do you like, are you practicing in your bedroom every week and like pre-planning mixes and whatnot? Where do you think you lie on um, that spectrum? I would say I probably used to do a lot more pre-planning like towards the beginning of this year. I haven't, I can't remember the last time that I did that. I usually like pick out like a playlist of like more songs than I need, but not like too many. And then I just go and play. Maybe I'll like practice once or twice, like to like hear the songs like out loud. Mm-hmm. But I definitely used to like plan like an entire set, like song for song, and then like practice it and practice it. And I would say that there's really like no difference to doing either one other than I feel really accomplished after I do like one that I picked out because maybe just because like I practice like this specific song for song thing for so long but I mean it doesn't really affect how well I play or not anymore mm-hmm. so I think there's pros and cons yeah you know if you obviously if you if you pre-plan your stuff like song by song you can kind of work in like some fun little tricks you know or whatever like you have the time to be like i'm gonna do a sick out i'm gonna loop this here and then mm-hmm. cut the loop and then like backspin it out right here and all that stuff which um true can be fun but unless you like really know what the vibe that you're walking into and what the crowd's gonna want to hear i feel like it's kind of bold to pre-plan a set because you just yeah. have no even no flexibility, you know? Yeah. Like, what happens if you, like, spend a month pre-planning a set and then the crowd just does not fuck with it? Yeah, and then you're just fucked. Then you're screwed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that. I've, I definitely used to... I remember the, the first gig I ever did was a Zoom rave. Because <laughs> um, it was over um, the pandemic. And I was so nervous. And it was just, like, 20 minutes. So I did... I prepped it song by song. Like, I knew. I practiced every single transition and every little, like, thing. But, um, yeah, I think just, like, creating a playlist and then fucking around with that playlist for a little bit. So I just kind of have, like, in my mind, you know, I'm, like, I'll practice and I'll do something cool. And I'll be, like, oh, shit, that was cool. And then I'll just, like, have that, you know, in the noggin going into it. Mm-hmm. Um, That's cool. Sick. Okay. Next question. Sorry. I had to scroll on my computer. Very good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that DJing, becoming a DJ, has changed how you listen to and consume music? Um, yeah, 100%. I feel like I'm not, well, I don't know, that sounds kind of (laughs) bad. I was about to say, I feel like I'm not listening to music just for fun anymore. Uh Uh-huh. I'm doing it because I kind of have to sometimes. But that doesn't mean that I don't always enjoy it, because I do. But it just feels a little bit more like, it's something I know that I have to do, not something I do like passively anymore. Mm-hmm. Do you find that you're generally listening to stuff that you would play out, or do you have a broader width of music that you consume compared to what you're DJing? Um, I would say definitely more now than ever before. I'm actually listening to stuff that I play out, but I would say it's probably only about half of it. Mm-hmm. What do you like to listen to? That you're not DJing um, I mean still like rap and like hip hop and stuff that I used to like play and then just stuff that I've always liked like silly pop punk warp tour stuff that I used to listen to in middle school like just I don't know stuff that makes me happy totally can be anything 
So I kind of want to pose like the same question, but instead of listening to music, do you think that DJing has affected what kind of music you like to listen to when you go out and you go dancing? Um, and do you feel like the music you play is the same type of music that you like want to hear when you go out just as a as like a consumer as a dancer you know um i would say it's definitely affected the way that i listen to music when i go out now versus than before because before i probably would have had a lot better of a time at those like dingy bars and clubs and stuff that just play 40 top 40 and like rap stuff because i would just be happy to be out of my house at all i feel like now i maybe might even be like a little bit more snobby about it and more selective in where i want to go hear music because i have to hear it all the time anyways yeah so and it's it's hard to avoid the i really try not to because there is definitely a level of like snobbery or pretentiousness to it but <laughs> yeah. like judging the dj you yeah. know and it's like you're like four drinks deep and you're like dude i could what is that doing? like <laughs> exactly. i could be so much like what was that transition come yeah. on yeah but i also um, don't want to be that no that's yeah it's the worst guy. it's the worst <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to be but, that guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's it's hard to avoid though it, especially in certain clubs yeah um, what kind of music do you Oh yeah, you said what kind of music? Um, Do you like to go out and dance too? On I mean, like an I like, ideal night. I mean, I would like to go out and hear some like hard club and like hard techno and stuff. But something that I like hearing out that I would never play that I only get to hear sometimes is probably like UKG and mm -hmm. like Garage and Two Step and stuff like that. As well as like I'm really new to playing like jungle and drum and bass, so I would much rather go out and hear someone play it that knows it really well then go out and play it myself right now do you have a, a show you've been to recently that like you had a, a exceptionally good time a jungle show specifically just a show in general oh um so there is a no bias show at underground and um natural selection played they play like garage type of stuff Ekis played He's from New York, he's super sick. He also has like fun edits and plays like club shit and stuff that I like. And then also Varsha, who um, is from here, I think also played and she plays like really cute, like vibey house stuff. Yeah. And it was just a really good time. Underground is a super cool venue. No bias throws cool parties. Like, everyone a, on the lineup was sick. It was just a really good time. That was a Hyde FM show too, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Hyde too. Shout out, we were talking when the, the mics were down just about how good hide fm is mm -hmm. at shows yeah shout out hide fm have me back on to do the guest mix <laughs> <laughs> they, they didn't respond to my last request but it's Damn. fine i've done three I which is like a dennis fair amount down. dennis if you're listening to this it's all right dennis i understand <laughs> um okay sick last last little question for this section we mm -hmm. kind of talked about it before what would you suggest to someone who is an appreciator of dance music or really any type of music and wants to learn how to dj what, uh, do, you th what do you think worked for you learning how to dj and maybe what was like a waste of time or just what what advice would you have um i would say watch youtube tutorials and go out and watch people dj do you have any specific YouTube channels? No. Do you remember? <laughs> no, well, I, I never I never watched any YouTube videos. Oh, really? I mean, or, I mean, ideally, if you have someone to show you. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not always. I'm going to give, I'm going to give a specific shout out to Club Ready DJ School. Oh, it hell is, yeah. Uh, it, um, it's run by this, like, Australian guy 
who is just like so fucking happy i refer to him as like the bob ross of djing because he's just like so happy and positive and he'll do these little like demo mixes and he'll just get so excited about it that he'll start like kind of bobbing up and down Mm. he's in his like mid 40s he's really cute it's mostly like house music but i also feel like that is a good type of music to learn how to dj on because it's just very like formulaic yeah and like you just kind of gotta like line the ounces up you know gotta be able to count to four yeah exactly versus like breakbeat stuff or anything that has like more complicated percussion it's just gonna be harder to beat match um sick and then we kind of talked about this before briefly so if you don't really have anything to add that's valid but advice for someone looking to get involved in their local dj scene so maybe they're doing it in their bedroom mm. but they want to play out they don't really have none of their friends like in their media circle or into dance i music. would say just dm people on instagram dm promoters dm djs just i don't know just talk to people yeah maybe they will talk back to you maybe not but <laughs> maybe not i don't know if you don't try that's true yeah i mean just putting yourself out there <laughs> like online social media is great it sucks it's horrible for your brain but it's good for djing and yeah just like getting yourself out there making people aware of who you are all right so for the last thing we're gonna do in this interview this is a hardcore heaven radio power hour first we're gonna we're gonna play a game that i directly stole from this youtube channel Uh, oh hell yeah it's really basic it's just overrated underrated i love games i'm gonna say a list of things you're gonna let us know me and listeners at home if you think they're overrated or underrated and then as much or as little context as you'd like to provide you can also say why that you think that i'll just say or you it. can just like let let just your opinion stand on its underrated. own okay yeah it's okay. pretty it's pretty basic okay all right we're gonna start night court edits <laughs> overrated but i still think that they're fun and i like them but maybe the time for them is gone. <laughs> it's passed a little bit. <laughs> That's fair. That's like a very diplomatic answer, but you, you're not wrong. They are fun, though. Mm-hmm. Um, Solo raving. Like going out to going a out rave on by your yourself? Own. Yeah. Underrated. I think it's fun. Especially if the rave is sick. Mushrooms slash fun guy in general. Like magic mushrooms? Just or like, like mushrooms. eating mushrooms? Just like, oh. just like you know underrated like my, mycelium mushrooms or mushrooms are sick i used to grow mushrooms oh, that's like sick. pink oyster mushrooms oh my god wow i didn't expect you to have such a connection to them i was that was supposed to be like a curveball mm-hmm. <laughs> you're ready um the sync button sinking when you're DJing. <laughs> underrated use the sync button as much as you want that's what it's there for i agree fuck <laughs> people who are like Okay, but also that is me. Like we were talking about before, when you're at the club and you're drunk, I'll like, like try to like peep, like look over and be. Like, if I see that red light, I'm like, ah. just don't forget <laughs> to unsync it so nobody saw you do it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah be fucking quiet. Chill. Be chill about <laughs> just it. Be fucking chill about it. <laughs> um, boiler room sets. Overrated, but fun to watch if you like the DJ. Pioneer DJ, the brand. I don't think it's overrated or underrated, but... Properly rated. Properly rated. I feel like, I don't know, people use it because it works. Bandcamp. Overrated. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't use Bandcamp to find music the way everyone else does, so I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't really use it to find music either. I feel like it's just like if I want to buy something, Yeah. Right? Mm, I mean, mm, mm. Yeah, all right. Yeah, no, no, that's fair. Hey, you, it, you, it's stand. your interview. 
<laughs> um, DJ requests when you DJ, getting a request. I don't know if it's overrated or underrated, but I don't like it, and I don't want people that I don't know to talk to me while I'm DJing. <laughs> um, I don't like it. Podcasts. Overrated. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. I think that's, that's, a, that's that, a good amount. Okay. We'll take it. Yeah. So cool, cool, that was the cool. first time we've done, we've done like a, a game, if you want to call it that. I so love that's just games. some shit that like I threw together a little bit ago. I vote for more games in the future. More games. Yeah. Well, it's got to come up. Honestly, I felt a lot of pressure to come up with like quirky things, mm. you know? Because um, I, I, yeah. You can just Google quirked up YouTuber. That's true. Games. I should just watch more of the videos that I stole this concept from <laughs> and just rip more of their shit. Also, but it's like, it's such a simple game. It's like, it's, I think it's fine. Like, all of art is like stolen to some degree at this point. So oh, it's yeah, like, for sure. I'm just fucking, it's literally the whole game is in the title. Hmm. I'm just, it's, the last they, they time, didn't reinvent the wheel, you know. The last time I was on BFF, I was doing a show, I was doing TNN with Lonnie, which is every Wednesday at noon. Um, we were playing Never Have I Ever with Tom Marcy. Oh, that's, that's, great oh, that's cute. Also, um, on Wednesdays at noon, this show is Wednesday, every other Wednesday, 10 to noon. So. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're actually, perfect. you follow every time. What It's Talk and Noise, talk at, and noise at, noon. at noon. Yeah. Yeah. So stay Not tuned, people. We're recording this on a Thursday night, but you're going to hear it on a Wednesday morning and right after. Hell yeah. Talking noise at noon. All right, great. Yeah, we're at like 50-something minutes. This is great. Thank you so much for sitting down. Um, mm. Let the people know how to find you. Shout out your Instagram. Shout out your SoundCloud. This is going to be airing January 4th. So you have any shows at like early January? Ooh. Let the people know. Okay, so it is Disc No Girl on everything, on SoundCloud, on Instagram, on Venmo, D-I-S-C-N-O-G-I-R-L. Um, I have a show at the Star Club on January 6th. I also have a, sto- a, a show in San Jose, January 6th. Um, wow, wait, base the like, same night? Yeah, same night. That's I play crazy. at 3 a.m. in San Jose, oh, so I play last. For sure. Um, and then I'm going to play Black Techno Matters on January 13th at F8. Hell yeah. And yeah, I think that's it for January. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. Well, thank you again for sitting down with me. Shout out, um, DJ Buck, who's been sitting He's here been sitting the whole time. Do you, want, do you want to just say Carly one? the whole time. All right. Wait, 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 wait. Can you please tell us how to pronounce... That's true. Whore? They had, they had some insight you, into how to pronounce just, the, po- just do it just the popular time, German um, techno online sets that we were pronouncing it's whore. Apparently, it's not whore. <clears throat> it's her. <laughs> and there you go. So now the audience learned something, too, unless they were already a German-speaking person. All right. Well, yeah. So after this, we are going to get an hour-long set curated by... The one and only the snow girl so stay tuned for that and thank you so much for sitting down with me it's been hardcore heaven radio power hour make sure to keep it locked after the mix for talk noise at noon and you guys are tuned in to bff.fm hell yeah thank you so much to disno girl for that interview coming up for the next hour like i just said an hour-long curated mix by the one and only our guest disno girl Make sure to keep it locked. You guys are tuned in to BFF.FM. 
best frequencies forever.
Community radio for the San Francisco music scene. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever.
are tuned into BFF.FM. This is the Hardcore Heaven Radio Power Hour, and you are listening to the tunes of Disc No Girl. We're playing music till noon. Make sure to keep it locked. Best frequencies forever.
BFF.FM, best frequencies forever. Community Radio, only friends.
guys are tuned into BFF.FM. We've got just under 10 minutes left. You're listening to the sounds of Disc No Girl. Make sure to keep it locked at 12. We're going to talk and noise at noon, which is a fantastic program. Thank you guys so much for listening to my episode today. I'm going to sign off one more time before I get out of here. So make sure to keep it locked. This has been the Hardcore Heaven Radio Power Hour. We are back next next wednesday with our new guest the one the only tom marcy so make sure to stick around for that that's going to be next next wednesday we air every other week thank you guys so much for listening again gonna let the music play us out for another around seven minutes i think and i hope you guys are all having a wonderful wednesday morning
Huge thank you to our guest this week, Disno Girl. We got about two minutes left. Just signing off one last time. This has been the Hardcore Heaven Radio Power Hour. You guys are tuned into BFF.FM. Best frequencies forever. Make sure to keep it locked for Talking Noise at noon. Coming up in just two minutes. Mm-hmm.